Hello, guys. Welcome to the Knobcast World Cup. Group stages are done. This is a World Cup group stage special edition of the Knobcast with your hosts, Nobbins and... Gasky Baby. Gasky Baby. Is that different to Gasky? Do you have a child now? No. Unless I've knocked up some girl. <laughs> it could happen. It really could happen. Okay. Uh, right. but, yeah. <laughs> but yes, guys, we are... We are going to be doing a group stage recap. All the uh, matches have taken place now. We are into the round of 16 right now. We're not going to be doing any mini games or ball busters. We're going to wait until after the end of the uh, World Cup for that, just to keep it football focused for now. We'll also recap on what our predictions were in respect of the group stages, such as flop of the tournament, top scorer, see how they're going, and, and also previewing the round of 16 matches, and also having a look at the questions from the Noblets, the supporters on Patreon in Nobgas. If you're watching on the YouTube, please make sure to leave a like on the video. Subscribe if you're new, if you enjoy football podcasts. Anyway, if you don't enjoy football podcasts, this really isn't the channel for you. So leave right now and do not subscribe. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't really advise you to subscribe to something you will not enjoy. Bogaski, have you been speaking of enjoyment, have you been enjoying the World Cup? I'll tell you what, considering obviously with all the backlash of how it where it is and all that stuff, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the underdogs. I've enjoyed some some of the goals. I've enjoyed performances. It's been, it's been I've really enjoyed myself. Excellent. Really this is going to sort of pivot into uh, a, an interesting question Gasky posed to me uh, a few days ago. In terms of enjoyment, I know this is very subjective. What are you defining as your enjoyment factor? So, for example, I like entertainment and I like quality of football. Now. This World Cup has had a lot of upsets. We'll get into whether that's a good thing or a bad thing later. Um, but I'd say that in respect of quality, it's not been that good. I'd actually say it's sort of similar to like the 2010 World Cup in respect of uh, quality. Do you re do you care about that, or do you just care about like storylines and you know um, entertainment and drama? Yeah, I, I do. I agree with that. I agree that I feel a lot of the bigger countries, especially like the, your top ten in the rankings, ones that are expected to go as far as possible, have not been as good. Like they have been under par. A lot of these, a lot of these teams, but it does act. It does add to the whole enjoyment of. You can tell that there's a competitive edge from these smaller nations who are you know fighting back and it's it, you know it makes it interesting like i'm sat what well, i'm sat on these especially these last uh last set of matches flicking between channels because it's like oh that's gonna affect that game and that game's gonna affect that game especially with um group what was it group g of uh, uh, group no group e i think it is isn't it germany and spain's group mm -hmm. just you, you're constantly flicking and that's that's kind of like oh my god if they score that means they're out and it's just it's brilliant i, I enjoy that aspect but yeah i understand with the whole quality like it has been a bit like not that many amazed like oh my god what a goal and oh fuck it watch this goal this is brilliant or stuff that players are doing it's been a bit flat but i've enjoyed i've enjoyed you know these like underdog goals and the way that it can everything changes like one point germany and spain both being out for three minutes you know things like that it's it's been brilliant yeah and, and there was even an instance in group c where a yellow cards were the only thing keeping poland um in in the group so interesting drama in the later stages anyway but Gaskia, and I want to move on to to the question uh, that you posed me, and we'll and we'll, we'll dissect this uh, topic a little bit. So, what, what was what was the question that you you asked me the other day? Oh, about um. So, would you rather have 
the these under the way we've had it now with the underdogs knocking out the big teams and stuff, enjoying the group stages, and then having poor quality last sixteen matches, or get what you expect out of the group stage and have these tighter matches throughout the knockouts. Yeah, it's. I mean, and what what are your thoughts on that? So, so I think there's pro cons to both. So right now, in the moment, you love it. You love the fact that Korea have beaten Portugal, for example, and got through and not Uruguay out. And the way that Germany and Spain both could have been out, it creates that kind of atmosphere. But then, like you said before we started the podcast, n- nothing really excites you about the last 16 because of that. Like, you know, Japan, Croatia is a bit, you know, either could go through. Whereas, you know, the last 16 usually would be your group winners will comfortably win or you'd expect them to comfortably win and then your last eight becomes the massive games whereas now it's a bit like okay, similar to the way people acted like with England in 2018 they kind of strolled they could have strolled to the final with the quality of teams they had to play and it, you know and it can be a bit you know you know they're not, nobody's really played each other yet mm-hmm. you know but then then again it's like you get to at the moment you get to enjoy these crazy you know comebacks and shock wins yeah, definitely. I, th- I think in the moment, it's, it's interesting and exciting. For example, Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, biggest upset in World Cup history and that sort of thing. But I think for the sake of the tournament overall, I think it probably is better to have the bigger teams in the competition in the later stages. We'll do, we'll do our predictions for the round of 16s. But for example, the only round of 16 game that genuinely interests me is England-Senegal. And that's just because I'm English. If I wasn't, yeah. I don't think I'd have... I don't really think I'd have any interest in any of the others. Like, what even, what even is the closest matchup? Uh, maybe, like, you know, Japan-Croatia? Maybe England-Senegal? Yeah. Maybe Morocco-Spain? But I, I, I do feel like, you know, the fact that we've lost, uh, you know, traditionally, you know, stronger, bigger teams. Um, Denmark, Uruguay, Germany... Belgium, I think, even though you know they deserve to get knocked out in terms of the yeah. group stages, but you still feel like those teams are capable of producing a, a quality yeah. quality match when it matters uh, in terms of the the knockout rounds. Um, maybe I'll be proven wrong on that. Maybe we will see some really high yeah. quality, entertaining football. But it's it's a double edged sword, isn't it? It's like it's yeah. fun in the moment, but long term, is it an issue? I'm I'm conflicted about it, but I think it's an interesting. Mm. Um, a topic and in fact in the, in the comment section if you guys let us know do, do you think it's a good thing that so many big teams are, are getting knocked out and that so many upsets are happening or do you think it's a long-term detriment uh, to the overall tournament uh, as a whole be interested to hear your thoughts yeah on that is another half of it as well do you think with these teams that have underperformed do you think you remember when we were saying at the end of the season like before we they broke up for the world cup Oh, teams are pulling the players are not trying as hard because they've got a World Cup to go to. Do you reckon there's an effect of the players of actual fatigue at the World Cup? Whereas these other countries, like as much respect as possible, like the the the, the leagues that most of these players, some of these players play in, are not as competitive as your you know your Premier League and your Spanish leagues, etc. Do you think they're feeling that fatigue of having to play so many matches? Like you know, for example, Germany struggling, hmm. and then. Let's say what losing against Japan is that, and Spain losing against Japan is that because most of these Japanese players don't play as competitively, and then maybe they're more up for it. It it could be that, yeah, it might it might, it might be an intangible like like a passion mm. situation. I think what also is probably a big factor is that because it's in the middle of the season, the international managers have had a week to prepare, yeah. which is they normally get three or four or five weeks to prepare. So I think that makes the differences less between the bigger boys and the smaller boys. 
um because it because it means that there's less yeah. preparation therefore there's less chance for the bigger teams to deploy you know the systems and the tactics that they yeah. would like to do so i think it maybe sort of levels out the playing field um so that might be why we're seeing so many shock uh, results and knockouts yeah. as well and why like saudi arabia for example most of them play for the same team so used to playing together anyway and these bigger countries have to get used to, oh, okay, I've got a week to figure out who I'm going to play. Someone might, like France, for example, lost all the players to injuries. And I think Brazil today have lost two yeah. for the rest of the tournament. And they're having to deal with that as well, whereas these other teams are just obviously, right, we used to play together, don't have to actually do much with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that definitely could be. I, th- I think all those factors mm-hmm. amalgamating yeah. is probably yeah. uh, probably the reason why, uh, definitely. Um, but yeah, good thing or bad thing, chaps, let us know in the comments section. Let's get on to the group stage roundup. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. We are going to be starting with Group A, uh, which saw. The, I think this is the this is certainly the only one I predicted 100% correctly. Gasky, I me, think me it's too. yeah, it's also <laughs> it you is. as well. Yeah, yeah. so well, we both correctly predicted Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, uh, Qatar. No real uh, drama here. Uh, Qatar are objectively the worst host nation in. World Cup history, the only host nation to have lost their opening match, the only host nation to have uh, lost all three of their games. Uh, They scored one goal, which was irrelevant, uh, and they officially have zero points, and they got humbly beaten 2-0 in every single match. But, I mean, we predicted that. Like, they they, they were shocking, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean, they had had glimpses where you felt, oh, they're actually not that bad, but they were just, yeah... 95% 95% of the time, they were just a bit, no, they don't. It feels like you've, oh, we need to put a team together. Let's just go and wander the streets and find 26 people. <laughs> it was just <laughs> bizarre. Know? It was almost like they were, yeah. they were trying to play out from the back. They were trying to play like Spain. You, you're trying to play modern football, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. You do not have the ability to do that. Yeah, it's got, it's got to come yeah. to a point, isn't it, where you bite the bullet and you're like, okay, chaps, we actually are not good enough here. Go Stoke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that may have got them a point, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, Netherlands comfortably topped the group eventually. They did draw against Ecuador, um, but I, I think we talked about it. I think we we can both envisage this Netherlands side getting to the quarterfinals. Yeah. But if they come up against a, a more rounded team, a, a team of higher quality, such as, you know, uh, Argentina, France, Brazil, England, etc., we, we think that's probably going to be the end of their journey, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I think on on their side of the draw, I think it's if I'm right, it's Argentina they play. If, if results yeah. in the last scene would go as they do, it's Argentina, Netherlands. I think Argentina may have, like I said, more depth and more mm-hmm. over overall better. Yeah, yeah, but they do have a, a player who's really caught your eye, a Gakpo. Uh, Gakpo I believe yeah, it's called. Definitely. Yeah, I want USA to win, so he comes home quicker. So <laughs> a bit cheaper than he save save a couple of million. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, he's been very good. Very, I feel like a very well-rounded player. So a bit, I mean, yeah, it'd be. Uh, it's good that you get. He could be the that you know. There's always that one young player who shines at a World Cup and gets the transfer. Mm-hmm. So it could be him potentially. He's, he's got links to a Man United, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. So that, that could be a potential thing. But yeah, uh, Netherlands uh, comfortably topping the group in the end. Uh, although they did slip up against Ecuador, who were unfortunate to not qualify. And 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 for me, they, they were one of the biggest surprise teams of, of the tournament. I think yeah. I didn't expect them to do as well as they did. Yeah, I, I didn't think about Ecuador at all. I just thought, you know, Senegal. Well, obviously, when we did predictions, I think it was before, it in my head anyway, Manani got injured. But I still felt Senegal would be strong enough, which they obviously were. But Ecuador's a very young squad as well. A very young team. They've got, obviously, a couple of Brighton players in there, very good players. Um, and I feel, I feel like maybe the moment got ahead of them, being young, you know, thinking, oh, we can get through here and got a bit, you know, 
Yeah, because I think I just feel like it, it got to the end of the game and they were attacking in that Senegal game, and they just they didn't really have a plan. It was more just hit and hope in a way because they were only just shots from anywhere, and it was like a bit of naivety maybe from being you know younger players. But they've got, I think they've got a good future with Ecuador. Yeah, Definitely. and uh, Valencia, I think, getting three quarters of uh, Ecuador's goals uh, in total for yeah, this World Cup. Yeah, a problem as well as <laughs> for them, but yeah. Uh, and uh, then finally, uh, Senegal, really weird team. Um, much worse than I thought they would be, even with Sadio Mane. I thought they were yeah. going to perform much better. I, I thought they were poor. Even, even against Qatar, I didn't think they were great. They conceded yeah. to Qatar. Yeah, exactly. The only goal they've scored. Uh, yeah, and it was a bit of a weird one as well. They're just, they're just very hit and miss. I think I feel like a lot of the teams have been a hit and miss at this World Cup, where you watch a game and you'll go, they look really good. And the next game, you're like, huh? What? What? What, what? what was that last game we just watched? Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, and, and, and that's worrying with Senegal when they're hot and cold, because in theory, their two best players are a goalkeeper and a centre-half. So you want Pretty them much, yeah. to be... Um, uh, what's the word consistent rather than you know sometimes they're brilliant well, sometimes they're those have been the dodgy ones yeah <laughs> out of them all exactly so that, but that we will get into uh, the round of 16 uh, Labat is obviously England's opponent and to be honest when it came down to Senegal Ecuador I as an England fan I wanted Senegal in the end rather than yeah. Ecuador because I thought Ecuador I know they lost against Senegal in that one match they felt there's more there was more there with Ecuador Mm-hmm. Than at Senegal, more threatening. Yeah, yeah. I felt there was a more cohesive team. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, but that is Group A. Uh, me personally, I can't see uh, any of those teams going past the quarterfinal. Uh, and Gasky, I think you're of yeah. the same view. I right? think so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Netherlands potentially could get to the finals, but they won't get to the final. I don't think. I'd say who will get to the final? Someone in Group B and the best hint... team from the group stages. Don't don't forget. And hint, hint, hint. It isn't the USA. It's England, no one has got a better group stage record at this World Cup. No one was able to get three wins from three. And if people did get two wins and a draw, no one can match our goal difference. Uh, it was so stop the count. <laughs> stop the count. <laughs> Just hand us a trophy now. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> it was a roller coaster of um, emotions uh, as as England fans. Uh, we did. I think we, we did the first podcast after the Iran games. So we were buzzing about that. Yeah, and then and then we uh, did watch alongs of the Iran, uh, sorry, the USA game, followed by the Wales game. Re- re- we were really poor against the US, and then we battered uh, a really poor uh, Wales side. So overall, Gasky, how are you feeling about um, England's group stage performances? Are, are, are you uh, are you still a little bit down about the whole US situation, or are you like, nah, uh, I'm we great? I'm happy. I'm happy with the fact that they've scored nine. They've scored. The, I think it's the most in the group stage. Um, they have, yeah, two goals. I mean, one of them was just a stupid penalty. It made no sense why that was a penalty. Uh, but yeah, like, my worry is, again, the manager. Why? You've gone into that USA game and you've played that way. Why? You know, go and win every game. Make teams fear you. Don't fear them. And that's mm-hmm. how it felt to me. I was like, so it worries you when, if they're to get back to Senegal, play, play France in the quarters, are you just going to be like, okay, we're going to play the same way we play against USA and just hope? Yeah. So that's how it feels, and that's my concern. Is I just know you can just change, you'll just change it off the, you know, off the cuff. Just I'm just gonna change how we're gonna play, and then it's like, oh, no, just just keep going. Just go keep going the same way. You spot you got. I again, I stand by it. They got the best squad at the World Cup, and they can rotate nearly any midfield slash attacker and still be strong team. And he's, and the big issue he's got, and it's a good issue, is what wingers do you play. Mm-hmm. Because they've all they've all performed in their own way. Yeah, and 
that makes it even more bizarre and confusing when in the US game, when we were desperate for a goal <laughs> and we're, right, who can we bring on in our moment of need? <laughs> and who comes on? Jordan Henderson, Henderson of all players. Yeah. Just, that, was round, that rounded up that match. That was like, oh, let's, uh, instead of going to try and score, let's just make sure we don't concede. That's how it felt. Yeah, and which what wasn't necessarily a bad change because it did give us more midfield control, but somehow Mason Mount stayed on the pitch yeah. and Foden... Oh, don't mention him. <laughs> he's, he's up there with Trent. <laughs> and Foden just stayed on the bench for the entire game. And then we saw when he started mm. for Wales, he was really good, almost yeah. as if he should play. So I'm hoping that that's a wake-up call for yeah. Southgate and that he realises, look, wherever if you don't want to play him in the midfield, you've still got to find a place for him in the team on the, on the wing somewhere. Because because yeah. he, he he adds a totally different dimension to this England yeah. side. Yeah, with, with him playing on the wing as well, it's not too bad because he does drift in and he does you over you overload that midfield against most teams, and you outnumber them. And you can see what how quick he is as well with his feet. He's mm -hmm. brilliant, and it just creates space. Yeah, definitely. And you can actually do that that one-two touch passing play. Um, and he's incredibly technically gifted, so. Don't really know if any of our other players can like take it in tight spaces yep. and control it so quickly like uh, Mount definitely can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mount definitely can't. Henderson definitely can't. Yeah, exactly. So, so for me, Foden has to start every single yeah. every single I game agree. if possible. I agree. Uh, but it was really good to see Kyle Walker get some minutes against mm -hmm. Wales. That Much was needed because uh, I think it's... he was very. He wasn't poor either. He was very good. He, yeah. very, he showed strength and his pace. He didn't look like he was injured. No, didn't at all. Yeah. And I think that uh, uh, Gary Lineker on Twitter pointed out that in terms of like right backs in world football right now, who can take on Mbappe in, in terms of Mbappe's who, form? I I think there's not many. I think Walker's pace and his physicality can keep him quiet. Exactly. But then what will happen is Mbappe will go to the other side and he's absolutely sure to do it. <laughs> so what will happen? Well, so. I, I think that's what... Because what, what, what I found interesting is... I've seen online people going, oh, you know, Mbappe is going to like embarrass Kyle Walker. Blah, blah, blah. They, they've already played each other before uh, when PSG played City and Kyle Walker shut up. In fact, it got so bad that I think I think Neymar was um, silenced by Kyle Walker. that They, they swapped wings and, and then Mbappe had a go and he still shut him up in that, in that yeah, game. Yeah, so, you just go, oh, he does it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think that as long as Walker's fully fit, then we, then we should be okay in that respect unless as you say uh he then decides to focus on on the other side um yeah. but overall we're happy with the team generally yeah i'm as an overall i would say i'm 75 percent happy with mm -hmm. the group stage i mean obviously 100 percent would have been to go and batter usa mm -hmm. but it didn't happen did it so but i'll take i'm 75 percent. i was i was impressed yeah. i was surprised they played that well to be honest in them two games Mm -hmm. And it's it's looking like we're playing. It looks like we're sticking with a back four. Harry Maguire looks solid. John Stones looks solid. Um, yeah, there's a partnership there. Yeah, exactly. The big, big Yorkshire brick wall from the Pickford. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and Pickford, you know, he's not had much to do, but when he's had to That's do it, he's yeah. done it. Um, and Bellingham looks really good. Our wingers, whoever you play, look really good. Uh, yeah, Harry... Bellingham's a bit of a strange one, isn't he? Because when he's further up. He there's a few lost. players in United that like that, yeah. When he's in the other half, he's fine. But in his own half, he's a bit, ugh. I don't know. He's a bit, he feels a bit iffy, like he does not. that's not his game yet. Yeah, well, he's still a young man. It's, it's yeah, yeah, he's got plenty of time. Yeah, he's got plenty of time to improve from that. But that's, that's where he, I would see his improvement be, 
to what to do in his own half when he hasn't got the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, he's, he's on the ball, I, th- I think he's great. I, I like I like yeah. his um his late runs from midfield. I think if you play yeah. him in the number ten, he sorts of get he gets a bit lost and doesn't really yeah. know the role. That way. I think I think we saw because he, he was quite quiet against Wales. We said we said in the Wales game, didn't we? Like I, I forgot he was on the pitch. Like yeah. he's not barely touched the ball. Like Henderson's getting it that much. Yeah, that like, should really be Mill Bellingham getting the ball. Yeah, yeah. But either way, whatever we think, England yep. objectively, statistically, the best team in the group stage. Oh, yes. In again, you know, FIFA rankings are only FIFA rankings, but this is ob- this is technically the trickiest group of the entire World Cup. What's, and what's a harder group? Having a having two really good. Well, let's look at. Well, we'll mention it when we get to it, but Spain and Germany's group, they're two titans and they were two of, of you know, considered in the rankings a poor side, poor teams of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Or all four, well, three teams being above average and then one good team. Exactly. That's what you think group. Exactly. USA also qualified. Uh, I, th- I think they're currently playing the Netherlands as we record yeah. this podcast. In fact, I think yeah. they're losing to the I Netherlands. Think so. uh, but, I think so. But um, I-, I think we both predicted they were going to get knocked out a- a- anyway. Um, they, they were only able to yeah. score. How, how many goals did they even score? They, they scored two goals. Uh, two, two and one conceded. Yeah. So there's not a lot going on there in respect. Yeah, they, they are one of the they are one of one of four teams I think that haven't lost yet. Yeah. So they were obviously hard to beat, but they just don't have, offer enough to. Yeah. Not 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 good yeah. enough. Yeah. And we saw that in the England game, they had loads of chances, yeah. but they just weren't able to uh, con- no. convert them. Was yeah. it McKenzie in particular who just blazed over from a well, really uh, good McKenzie? Yeah, McKenzie. yeah, he had a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's uh, round sixteen is probably going to be the end uh, for them. But but they're a relatively uh, young side, I believe. Yeah, yeah. They've they've it's a full. They're like a full refresh. Yeah. Since both like twenty ten and. Yeah, I, I think they've got potential to be a very good, very good team because they're getting yeah. much, much better. And they're also so, hosting the next World Cup, yeah. so they're also in it. Yeah, and and a huge advantage being uh, on a, yeah. on home turf. Yeah. Um, speak, let's uh, a home nation in Wales. Uh, really bad. They they scored one goal and that was a penalty. Yeah, I was extremely disappointed in them overall uh, yeah. in that World Cup. You'd think that they they just didn't show up at all. They offered nothing. Yeah, and especially in the England game, where it's basically like, just go for it, lads. Because it's been like, what is it, 50, 60 years since Wales have been in the World Cup. You, you, unless you, unless it's an outrageous situation where you win, like, you know, where you beat England and win, like, 4 0, whatever, you're not going to qualify anyway. So just go for it and have fun yeah, and express yeah, yourself. You just didn't do anything in that England, in the England game at yeah. all. Yeah. One exactly. shot they had on target was the one that Harry Maguire tried to score for him. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. corner for him. Help him out a bit. Just, uh, just uh, yeah. So I, I predicted Wales to come second. So you've let me down, lads. To be honest, yeah. See, yeah, like... I got, I got, I got that group. I got the two through right. Just Wales and Iran the wrong way around. Yeah. <laughs> and then speaking of Iran, pleasantly surprised with them overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, for the first game, I thought bloody hell, bad of these. Mm-hmm. But then the Wales game, they were actually quite good. Yeah. They actually offered something going forward. Mm-hmm. And even even so, the US game. Yeah. yeah, even the US game, they, they actually were offered, they offered something. They just, yeah, they just, I don't know. But, I mean, they're, 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 I think they've lost a few half decent players, but I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Managed to get a win on the bag and the win in the bag. So yeah, yeah, and uh, and they were very mm-hmm. close. They were in, I think inches away from a, a getting oh, an equaliser yeah, very, against very the US, close. which would have taken them through. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Iran pleasantly surprised with them. Uh, Group C uh, again. I didn't get this one right. This is the one where, where it came down to like a yellow card situation with Mexico and Poland. Yeah. Um, and then Mexico, even though they went a goal down against Saudi Arabia, if they even if they scored a goal, they would have gone through on goal scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that 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 was uh, that that uh, group was going until the dying embers uh, of it. 
Uh, Argentina obviously topped it in the end. Bit of a weird one. They started by causing the biggest upset in World Cup history by losing to Saudi Arabia. But then they, they, then they, they seem to have changed uh, how, however they play. And it basically uh, uh, seriously dominated Poland and they basically dominated Mexico uh, as well. So... Do you think that for Argentina that was just like an early slip up and now they're yeah yeah I think, I think it was just a flip because they're, they're the only goals they conceded like they were fine against the other two teams mm-hmm. and it's as if they conceded and thought oh bugger like what do we do now <laughs> you know yeah. they felt they lost and then it was just they just crumbled but they, they seemed they seemed they got some great players they got they got a really good team and they seemed okay against the other two. Yeah, de- definitely. So. Uh, definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, Saudi Arabia, obviously finished bottom, but they, but they played some good football. Uh, I thought, as I say, caused the biggest yeah, upset. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the goal, even the goal against Mexico, was yeah. just, I thought it was a really, really, really brilliantly well taken goal. Yeah, de- definitely. So sh- shout out Saudi Arabia, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the national team, anyway, not not the country. We don't like them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, add, add a bit on there. No, yeah. stop there. <laughs> it, it, asterisk in brackets. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and then the other two teams, Poland, Mexico. Um, Lewandowski finally got his World Cup goal, uh, but I, I think Poland have looked shite. They were, I think, no, yeah, it's been. There is quite a few teams that have got like second and been a bit. I've not really been impressed. No, I think they're going to get battered in in the round of sixteen. Yeah, they, who they got? France. Oh, they got France on the yeah, mm. France, will, France will batter them. Yeah, Pol- they've, offered, they've offered absolutely nothing. They don't look like a team to me. They look like oh. a, they look like ten players plus a bit of Lewandowski it's, sometimes. Well, was, well, the Argentina game, Lewandowski didn't even play. Well, he might as well have not played. Yeah, he just stood there for most of the game. It's like there's just no one to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because so. they do have a couple of good individuals, like you know, yeah, like, like Zelinski is uh, a fantastic yeah, player. Yeah, Zelinski and Cash cool. um, and uh, oh, no, yeah. Milic is he called? He's decent as well. Or certainly was a few years ago, anyway, in the last yeah. World Cup. Um, so yeah, so I, I think they may be one of the worst. I know, I know. We'll talk about Australia. You could say they're technically worse than Poland. I'd say Poland are maybe the worst team yeah. to have gone through. In fairness, out, out of everyone. So if we're going off the three games that were played at the World yeah, Cup, yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, and Mexico, definitely. they suffered heartbreak. Uh, they've got this. Mm-hmm. I think it's like since like the nineties, they've always got to the round of sixteen and then always got knocked out. This time they didn't even get to the round of sixteen. Uh, um, they finally exactly. started scoring goals against Saudi Arabia. Um, but uh, ultimately, ultimately very disappointing. And I've talked about this on my stream, Gasky. Do you find it weird that Mexico football is huge in Mexico? Is it like you know it, it, they've they've already hosted two World Cups? Yeah. They'll host the third in twenty twenty six. It's it's the biggest sport in the country. It's a big country as well, uh, with a, with a passionate fan base, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How disappointing is it that? They, be- they barely produce any talent. I feel like when you when you look at like the, for example Croatia, which is a tiny nation by comparison, and nowhere near the level in, in respect of Mexico. But Me- Mexico, I, f- I feel like they don't actually make that many good players. Yeah, they don't. They, yeah, I agree with that. But, well, if you think about it, like who, how many actually play in top European leagues against the best players in the world? Yeah, exactly. Like, Jimenez, Jimenez, who Jimenez Lozano. God, it might be another one, but I feel like the rest of them just play in Mexico. Yeah, and they, I feel like that's that's your downfall. You're a massive nation. Then if you compare, it's like I know they didn't get through, but like Uruguay, I've got a lot of talent, and they all come to Europe to play and yeah. to play against the best teams. And I feel like that's that's a big issue. Like you're not gonna. I just feel like you're not gonna get good talent if you don't take the gamble. Yeah, it j- just uh, just a bit bizarre. The obvious one nowadays is Jimenez, you know, pre-injury before then Chicharito. 
he was okay. He yeah. but again, yeah. he wasn't a world beater. He wasn't like you know the level of you know, he, like a Cavani or whatever. Surprisingly, he, he yeah, is, is he Mexico's top goal scorer in history? I think so. And yeah. he's had it. I know you. I think he plays in the MLS. He's had a pretty good season. Didn't get picked. You'd think that is the type of player you would just think, oh, we'll pick him because if I'm going to bring someone and we need a goal, I'm going to bring on the top goal scorer. Yeah, that we thought. But yeah, but it was a weird one. There you go, Mexico. Just not enough quality. Uh, at the end of the day, Argentina's quality. E- even after that first loss, I was still, I still thought Argentina would top the group. That you know, yeah. um, it was, it was. I think you said it. It was a blip, and they seem to have got into their rhythm. Messi does messy things and bails his country out over and over again. Um, and they're going to go to at least the semi-finals, Argentina. I think. Yeah. Uh, where they'll probably be, probably meet Brazil. Yeah. Uh, group D. There's another big boy here. Um, and another big, a relative big boy got knocked out. Denmark, who might be the, f- in terms of a national team, might be the biggest flop. We'll talk about Germany later, but Denmark yeah. is certainly up there, aren't they? I mean, if yeah, if we're going off qualifying, because wasn't it, they lost the last game. They won, I can't remember how many games playing qualifying, but they won every game, apart from the last one, where they rested players. And they didn't concede in the first eight games. I think something like that. I also think that's they, how good they were. I think they beat France home and away in the Nations yeah. League as well. Yeah, they did. They they they're through to the Nations League finals as well. Yeah. So they're not a bad nation, and they get one point. Yeah, what one point in, in a is, in a goalless draw against t- Tunisia? Yeah, which was arguably the worst game at the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I think of the players. Like you know, you got um, you got a uh, Schmeichel, got Hoybier, you got a uh, Damsgaard. Uh, you've got uh, there are so many more. I can't. I, this is bad. I can't even think of who else they have. They've got they've, they've got a lot of good players. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. Um, uh, come on, who else is good for Denmark? Come on, think think of some uh, more. Ericsson. Christensen, Ericsson, Ericsson, yeah, Christensen. Um, and, and and yes, it just didn't seem to click at all. Um, yeah. it, they, they they were they were awful. I remember watching. They forgot how to play. Yeah, just when I was watching the Australia game, and you no know, offense to Australia, but it's Australia against Denmark. Denmark have to win. I, even in that game, though, Australia didn't do anything. No. They just counter-attack and scored yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere. It and just, it was... Yeah. They just they didn't see it have a clue. Yeah, it was, just, it was just really, really terrible mm. from, from Denmark. Yeah. So, and, and also, I know a lot of people said, like, oh, you know, they're our... Denmark are, you know, my dark horse pick or whatever. Um, I remember, like, the commentator was saying how uh, the Denmark... The Danish people actually regard themselves as better than a dark horse. They said, "Well, actually, we don't we don't see ourselves as dark horses. We see ourselves as one of the teams that could win that's, the competition." It's quite a it's quite a fair point considering like ha, ha, the run they had at the Euros. Then you add on their Nations League performance. Then you add on their qualifying performance. They, they kind of maybe just above dark horse. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's finish bottom, so it makes it even worse. It makes it even yeah, worse. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So they, the, the Danish people, consider themselves as one of the favourites to win the whole thing. They finished bottom on one point, no wins. Really odd. Uh, and a team which did win uh, somehow in that group, uh, Tunisia. It was a largely irrelevant win, but they still got the win over France. Um, a largely changed Fran- French team. Well, second, that was just second string. That was that was definition of second string team. Yeah, but nevertheless, yeah. they still beat France. Still that one. It still, still happened. One. Still on the record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, fr- look, Fr- France topped the group. I think. I think if we think if I'm being honest, I think France probably the most impressive team. I, ca- I can't really use the Tunisia game as any reference because yeah. it was a a city team. Almost, yeah. Uh, so I, I think France will go 
very far. For France, if 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 France beat England, I think France probably win the whole World Cup. To be honest, um, but uh, yeah. So, yeah, so we expect that. So we expect them to top the group. Uh, the the, um, the group stage curse does not affect France with, with their quality, even with all their injuries. But the surprise of this group of obviously has to be Australia, who finished on the same points as France after after getting battered by France in the first game. By the way, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's which is, which is crazy. Yeah, and that's without Tim Cahill as well, the le- legendary uh, World Cup player who's obviously uh, retired nowadays. Um, and yeah, for me, they may be the biggest surprise package in terms of the teams uh, that are qualified. From the point right now, they're the dark horses. They have to be because mm-hmm. they they shouldn't have got through. The Socceroos. The Socceroos, exactly. They got they got through. They they took the lead against France. They did. They took the lead against France. They mm-hmm. and then they beat. Denmark, the two, in terms of what they came into this World Cup to expect to do or what they had to do was beat Tunisia and Denmark, and they did it. So, yeah, so uh, huge congrats to Australia. I can't see them getting past Argentina, to be honest, but no. strange, you know, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Yeah, it was only, it was only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, stranger things so, have happened. So, it yeah, will, that have. will be counter attack and, and hope for a goal. So, you never know. You never know uh, with Australia, but that is Group D. Uh, group E is is the uh, mental. This is maybe the most mental group that we had, uh, where in in a group which had Spain and Germany in it, Japan, Japan topped the group out of all of them, which which is outrageous. Costa Rica did finish bottom, which we which I think everyone basically expected. But there was a moment in this group where both Spain and Germany were getting knocked out. That is the moment of the World Cup. I think then, then three minutes after Costa Rica scored were the greatest three minutes of the World Cup because that was just like how is this how is this come about because Spain comfortably won their first game mm-hmm. absolutely comfortably two against Germany which everyone was like well yeah that's what you expect but then everything just went Japan and Costa Rica's way yeah it was so <laughs> funny three minutes it was really funny I just, I just wish it lasted longer than three minutes Havertz ruining yeah. our dreams for no exactly. reason and he learned to shoot yeah, <laughs> but his goals didn't even mean anything either. So Germany, yeah. Germany um, did Spain a huge favour, but Spain did not return that favour. I, I, I had that. I had a thought in my head where I would have just gone with Germany. If I was Germany, I would have gone right. We're out. Tell you what, fuck you, Spain. Own goal. Own goal. Own goal. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we'll see you at the airport. Can you imagine that? Yeah, just like out of spite, just because it's like right. Well, you're not helping us. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> you're not helping us, so uh, we, we, yeah, we're gonna screw you over. Uh, yeah, so. I know what you said, Australia, the surprise, uh, probably, you know, the most overperforming team. But I mean, Japan beat Spain China and Germany. Well. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, but is, yeah, exactly. Like J- Japan, what they, well, Japan and Costa Rica, similar to what Australia is, Japan had to beat Costa Rica and then get, somehow get something from Spain and Germany and hope results go their way. They didn't beat Costa Rica. Yeah. Beat Spain and Germany. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about Australia, but maybe Japan. The fact that they beat Spain and Germany is they'll go into this Croatia game thinking we can do it. Yeah. Why not? 100%. Uh, for the people watching on the uh, video podcast, Gasky, you seem to have shrunk down uh, a, shrunk a little down. bit. Yeah, you seem to be like, sort of like, there you go. Look at that. Sort out your posture, you fraud. I think I've got a dodgy chair. Ha- yeah, no, you got <laughs> I can a, feel the chair dropping as well. You've got a dodgy p- posture, you fraudulent <laughs> man. Um, but yes, uh, spe- and, yeah, and speaking of. Uh, uh, dodgy. I don't know. I don't know what that link was. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, you said it. Japan uh, demonstrated, I think, that they are a team who can be brilliant 
on the counter-attack and in transition. But if you ask them to try and break down a team, i.e. Costa Rica, that's when that's when they're going to struggle. And, and, yeah. that's, and that's why they did struggle. Although, in fairness, they're, they're not... Uh, you know, if they somehow win their uh, round 16 game and continue, from this point on, they're not going to be expected to break down anyone. So they will be able to use their counter-attacking prowess. So... Mm. And that is potentially the most, that's potentially the closest round of 16 game, isn't it? A Japan and Croatia. Yeah out, of, yeah, out of them all, that's the one where you can't, well, obviously you can't call any match based on what we've seen, but that's the one where you you are very, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Costa Rica, not, not much to say about them. Uh, they, 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 they were fun for a time, um, you know, um, against uh, Germany for like three minutes. But apart from that, they were, they were really poor. Uh, Spain, Really weird team. I thought that the Spain-Germany game was probably the highest quality game in respect of, like, the not necessarily entertaining, but from, like, a tactical perspective and the actual quality of the players. Yeah. It was, it was, you could tell it was a high level of football. So even though Spain finished second in their group, I, I, I do think they will still be going far in this World Cup. Um, but I don't think they will make the absolute latter stages just because of maybe a bit of naivety maybe because of their uh, the age yeah. profile of some of their key players. Yeah. Um, and having to rely on Morata isn't necessarily the best thing. I mean, they're not going to get they're not going to get to the final because they're England side now and England are going to win it. So there you go. You see, you see. And then Germany, uh, Germany, uh, after getting knocked out in the group stages in 2018, have do have managed to do it again. Uh, and I mean, if you're Germany, I don't, I don't even know how you really process uh what happened it, is it's because it's it's very their squad's very different isn't it from four years ago now very different yeah uh yes um I, I, when it was 2014 to 18 there was still a, a bit of a hangover from the team that won the world cup i know there are still some yeah. players now like you know muller and neuer for example but most of those players have moved on now uh and and the idea is it's a different generation coming up with the likes of a uh, uh, musiala and um uh, and different center halves and defenders like uh, like schlotterbeck uh, and uh, and Raum, uh, who's the right back, who, yeah. who actually, or the left back, who actually looked really good, uh, I thought. Uh, but yeah, th I think Germany lost this game when they went one. Sorry, Germany failed in this group when they went one nil up against Japan and just failed to capitalize and kill the game off. Um, yeah. there were so many. There's so many chances. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah, and sniff and Japan took the chance. So yeah, and, and, and Germany also poor defensively, so yeah. uh, their own worst enemy in the end. But Germany are gone. Germany are out, and we love to see that. We really do. Uh, group FT, what I don't like to see. Uh, Belgium being rubbish, because I thought they were going to do quite good. Out for, for no reason. I just like Belgium. But the, the, the golden generation has ended in a whimper, hasn't it, Gasky? It has. Very, very poor. Just terrible, uh, terrible scenes. Um, look, I, I know that... Let's go touch on De Bruyne. I don't, don't know if you've uh, know about all the comments and stuff that he's been making, but he's basically yeah. I've heard about the the lot of uh, tension in the camp. Yes, there? which can't help by any means. And we'll, so I'll, I'll start with that. So De Bruyne apparently asks, you know, do you have a chance of winning the World Cup? And he basically said no because we're all too old now. Our chance to win it was 2018. It's, it's not. It's not going to happen half admire the honesty but at the same time it's probably not going to create a brilliant dressing room atmosphere. well the was the one that kicked off about that wasn't it really yeah. he was like but why he's not something he's not something you say out no. loud is it 
No, it's something you think. Yeah. It's something you think, but I think for me the point is, and it's quite ironic that Vertonghen's the one that came out and said it because he is too old. He's thirty-five, yeah. I yeah. think, playing in the Bell. I think he's playing for Anderlecht nowadays. He's thirty-five years old. He, he's passed it. Um, he was passed mm. it a couple of years ago. <clears throat> um, uh, Hazard, even though he's not like um, he's not too old. He's he's just a shadow of of his former self. Yeah. Um, uh, who who else? Alderweireld. He, he's he's getting on. Um, uh, Witzel, he's like what thirty three. Mertens is thirty five. Um, yeah. But despite all that, I don't. I don't know if you did. You watch the Belgium uh, Croatia game? I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. So even with all that aside, you know, Belgium they got a they, they uh, struggled with a, a win against Canada. Fine. Lost against Morocco. Fine. They put themselves in a situation where if all they've got to do is win the game. And I can't even begin to explain the mischances. No, that's what I mean. You need to win a game. You had a bad first half. Mertens was utter crap. So right, bad. Take him off. Bring Lukaku on. Perfect. Your team are giving you... They're putting it on a plate and you're missing. Yeah. I, I, your I thought, top goal scorer of your nation. Yeah, <laughs> I actually thought Belgium played quite well in the second half. And overall against yeah. Croatia, they were the better side quite comfortably. Yeah. Chance after chance. After, I can't remember a time where I've seen... The, I think the XG was over three in that game. Yeah, what, three, yeah like 3.2, I think it was. Yeah, that. Uh, Lukaku alone had over one XG ju- just for himself because uh, he, he missed at least three sitters, I'm sure. There was like one where he just yeah. rattled the it post. Was, the, the, mad one, the mad one was the chess one. Yeah, that's the when worst. When he's kind of just running with it with his chest and it's like, what are you doing? That's the worst. Just... <laughs> because what he's done there is he, the best, and, and, and this is what annoys me when people say stuff like tapping merchants. For example, I'm, I'm going to compare him to Erling Haaland right now. If that's Haaland, he is betting and gambling on the goalkeeper and centre-back making a mistake. So he's he's he, in his yeah. head. He's he's thinking this is going to happen. I'm going to be ready for this to happen. It happens. It looks like an easy tap-in. Yeah. But actually, Lukaku Lukaku has made it clear that it's not an easy thing to do because yeah. at no point in his brain was he thinking and banking on the I opposition making a mistake. Because what, what happened wasn't it that the keepers come to catch it and the defenders hit his head and it's gone over the keeper's hands yeah. and it's like oh here's my chance because I think it happened in the, the, the it was the Portugal South Korea game. One of the players had a sh- one of the Portugal players was having a shot. Ronaldo sorry was about to shoot, and Ronaldo thought, "I'm going to run in here and I'm going to gamble and see if something happens." Keeper spills it to him, but he just couldn't get his net around to head it in. But that shows the difference in strike quality. Yeah, and and also it also happened in the first half with uh, Carrasco. Ball came in. I think it was Munier. All he's got to do is is gamble and make the run. And he just there's no instinct to go and make yeah. that run. It was really yeah. odd. Uh, I know De Bruyne didn't have. A great World Cup in the first two games. He he should have had like two assists in oh, yeah. that game yeah. against Croatia. Um, I, I I wonder what the rest of the dressing room are thinking because I know it's not always fair to scapegoat a player, but I think that's maybe the worst forty-five minutes from an individual I've ever seen at a World Cup. Because your your job, you've come on to say, get us a goal, put us through, okay, and you've been give you've been put on a plate and you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you, that's as bad as that's bad as a goalkeeper letting in you know, an own goal or putting dropping it through his legs. Yeah, you know, you have one job and you've completely fluffed it multiple and, times. And I could maybe allow it once, maybe twice, but like so three maybe, times. Like hitting, the, like hitting the post is like right, okay, fair enough. Use your weak foot. You've hit the post. You had to get it around the defender. All right, you should have scored at your quality, but but then to do it another three times, it's just unforgivable. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but there, so that did send uh, Croatia uh, through. Uh, who who? Again, another aging side, but 
they, they showed in particular against it's still Canada. Nice, they, one of the best on the ball, I think. With yeah. the ball, they're very, very good. They're, they're still very capable of uh, getting to, you know, at least the quarterfinals, maybe even the semifinals. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Um, but it's a shame, Gasky, we'll get into uh, our overall predictions, but your surprise team, Canada, let you down. They have. They have. I I thought, genuinely thought, after the Belgium game, Canada, there was something there. They were like, they, they, they're they going to they're gonna impress me because they were very good against Belgium. Mm-hmm. But they've just... No. I, just think... Too, I, feel, I feel like it was just too much for them. The, mo- the moment got ahead of them, maybe. Yeah. Bit, bit uh, tactically naive, do you think? Yeah, they, they had... They've, they won their... Um, qualifying, I think they, I think they won. They won it. They won like top top of the table, um, and doing their way, and they kept their way. But clearly, the quality has gone increased so much that it was just too much mm-hmm. to keep playing your way. You're going to have to change it. Yeah, playing against quality. I find it's always tricky if you're like a lesser footballing nation like Canada, but you've got one blatant star in Alfonso Davis. I always find it really fascinating how. Team. He was everywhere. Exactly. I find, as well. it, I find it fascinating yeah. how, did the, how the team utilised that player. So sometimes he was left wing back, sometimes he was central midfield, sometimes he was right wing back. Um, so maybe a better utilisation of him yeah. and some other stars coming through uh, can, can mean that when they host the World Cup in four years, yeah. maybe they'll have a yeah. better chance of getting so it was, out of it was that, that, I thought that Buchanan was quite good. He was on the other side. He was quite good because Davies plays left wing for Canada and he was playing right wing, I think. And he was, and he was very good, but I just felt like you need to put more trust in the rest of your team because if, if Davis is constantly coming back, is that him not saying, I'm better than you? I should get the ball more? Or is it the manager being like, right, you do everything because you're better? And mm. I, I don't really trust these to build up play. It's like, well, you're going to have to have trust to be able to win. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and another surprise, Morocco top it, top not qualifying, topping the group. We, we, we knew they had a couple of really good individuals playing in Europe, yeah. the likes of Ziyech yeah. and, and Hakimi, for example. But how impressed have you been with Morocco and another team that uh, that did not lose? And this isn't an easy group on paper. Croatia, Belgium, very hard. I mean, Belgium are ranked what second in the world by FIFA. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know they aren't that in terms of output, but brilliant, brilliant work by Morocco, isn't it? Yeah, very, very good. No one expected that because when you go through the groups, there's some teams you just kind of skip over because you don't know much about them. They're not going to go far. And then they actually they actually play well. Yeah. It's not like oh the four goals one conceded done bet you know or lucky to be where they are they played very well yeah uh, uh, definitely and somehow Courtois didn't learn in, in the game against Belgium I think it was ZH took a free kick which was like a shot slash cross he was fooled by it they got away with it because it was offside in the second half <laughs> did the exact same thing and he fell for it again it was really bizarre yeah, uh, but yeah um, huge shout out to Morocco for doing really well and they are what as I said we're getting to the round of sixteen they are one of the teams who I could see. You know, one of the underdogs who I could see actually yeah. maybe doing something against Spain, even though I just talked about how yeah. good Spain yeah. are. I, th- I think they could do something. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Group G, we just talked about how poor the your dark horses were. Uh, Serbia were mine. And at one point in the end, uh, finishing bottom uh, of... Turkey all over again from the Euros. The group. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's such a shame because there was a moment in that group when they, they were coming second because um, yeah, they did go, Switzerland, Yeah, they? they went 1-0 down to Switzerland. But then finally, the manager started both Vlahovic and Mitrovic in the same team. And what a surprise, the, the attacking output was really good with yeah. Tadic in behind. Um, but but the, the issue with Serbia that I noticed throughout this whole tournament was that they're so defensively poor. There's just no... They play yeah. a back three, but 
there is no support from the wing backs. So it means that the wing backs are just acting like wingers. So it means there's chasms of space in behind, which Shakiri, one of your favorite players, just goes, oh, thanks very much. I'll run into that space and I'll just score a goal. And that's, yeah. and that's yeah. exactly what happened. Um, so Serbia, a lot of good individuals, but I feel like they were tactically... Uh, yeah. mismanaged it's a, it's a lot i feel it's a lot of countries when you when you when you watch them at world cups you think there's a lot there they just don't have a manager yeah they don't have a good coach yeah and this the serbian manager is the serbian roberto martinez yeah. ruining serbia's golden <laughs> generation i don't even know if yeah. it is but <laughs> but yeah um serbia should have had the quality to get through but t defensively poor tactically poor from a defensive standpoint uh, that's for sure. But no jokes aside, Milinkovic Savic genuinely is a good player and really impressed me. He is, he is a good player. Yeah. I just find it quite funny, even though I've seen him play and you're acting like he's a bloody <laughs> godsend. But, but he is a good player. I was doing it as a joke. I didn't expect him to actually be really good. <laughs> no, no, he is very good. He's, yeah. he's, he's weird because he's not. He, he, he kind of reminds me, in a way, of Yaya Torre. Right. The way yeah. he plays. He's, he does a bit of everything in midfield and he's, and he's a big, brutal guy. Yeah, I thought he, yeah, he had he had a quiet yeah. game against Switzerland. He, he got brought off. Poor again, poor tactical decision by the manager. But I, I thought against Brazil and Cameroon, he was good. He obviously scored the goal against yeah. Cameroon as well. So a bit of a saving grace. Uh, Cameroon uh, came third. They actually there, there was a moment where if um, because of the end because of the because of Cameroon they need they needed the other game to be they had to win and the other game be a draw and they would go through on yeah. goal difference. Yeah, because or... if, if Serbia would have equalised. Yeah. They would have gone through. Yeah. Or if Switzerland scored another goal, then Switzerland would have topped the group ahead of Brazil because of uh, goals goal scored. scored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, yeah, or, yeah, something like that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, which there is. Which was, a lot of board now, yes. Yeah. There you go, which would have been a really, uh, really interesting. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, and then that match ended in... <laughs> what, what was that? Was it Abubakar that decided to get sent off in the last minute? Uh, put it this way, right? This is how I looked at it when it happened. I think he's quite old. He's yeah. probably going to retire, potentially. He's probably just thought, I've, my my last moment for my national team, yeah. I have scored the winner against Brazil. I'm I'm taking in this moment. I don't yeah. care. The best part is the way the, the referee just goes, oh, well done. Red card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, quick trivia. Uh, Abubakar becomes the first player to score a goal and get red carded in a World Cup match since... Oh, I know this. Uh, oh, no, you guys have it. I don't know this. Oh, who? Uh, it very who infamous it? attack. Oh, oh, Zidane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Since I was thinking celebration, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so, uh, I, I, but I just found it funny that, like, what if he did that? You know, you're absolutely right. In his head, he's thinking, we're getting knocked out anyway. I'm just going to have a vibe. And then, and then. And then somehow Serbia gets because that was in the eighty seventh minute, was it that goal? Uh, uh, so, oh no, the 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 Cameroon one was like the ninety first. I think it was. I think was it was it? after the ninety minutes. Oh, I think it was. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was the because there was a lot lots of added time in the Serbia game because there was like fights on the pitch. But you know, so what if Serbia scored two goals and Cameroon went through and he can't blame the round of sixteen? I just thought that'd be really. Yeah, funny. that would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that happened, uh, Switzerland um, have been lots of people's uh, dark horses, and they actually did uh, justify their dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, claim uh, so their main keeper was out for the Serbia game uh, Sommer but they do have lots of good individuals uh, Gasky uh, can you maybe see them getting past the round of 16 or yeah, it's going to be too much for they, them they got, they got poached haven't they um, <clears throat> yeah um, I mean 
potentially. I mean, I think that in my eyes, that's another game because Portugal are not bad, but I wouldn't put them in the Brazil and England level in terms of how teams have played. Yeah. Um, I, I can see them. I can see, I can see them beating Portugal, but I just don't. I don't think they will. But it, it, there is also yeah. a bit there. Potentially. It should be tight, shouldn't it? Because Switzerland knocks out France at the Euros, so mm. they're not bad. By any oh, means. And it's a similar squad as well. Yeah, exactly. And and finally, group leaders Brazil. Look, they lost their last game, but it was a it was a B team or, or maybe even the C team. And they uh, used to use their subs, didn't they? So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in terms of the first two games. Not been impressed with them. I I go off. They rely too much on Neymar. The amount of the amount of quality they have, they lack someone who can connect again, connect the dots, mm-hmm. which is what Neymar did. And I still and I go off what I said. All the gear, no idea. That's what they look like. They've got all this talent, and when they get the ball going towards the final third, it's a bit right. Okay, who's who's going to be the guy? Mm-hmm. When Neymar's not on the pitch, there's no one. So someone has to be that player. Yeah, d- definitely. I think that. Certainly on paper, when Neymar isn't in the midfield, you look at that team and you think, oh, that's actually a distinctly, you know, it's not a bad team, but it's only all right. It's, you know, it's not it's not brilliant. It's not indestructible. Uh, I see Vinicius Jr. as a huge threat. But apart from that, I'm, I'm not really scared of, from like an England oh. perspective. I wouldn't really be scared yeah, of that team. Yeah, it, it, it rounds up this World Cup in terms of there's no standout team. Mm-hmm. For like, I can't remember the last time it was been like that. To be fair, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, and uh, obviously, and I know, he, I know he doesn't play anyway. But uh, Gabriel Jesus is now out for yeah. uh, the whole World Cup. There's I think, a... I think they said Tears is out as well. Yeah, uh, again, I don't, I don't think he was starting anyway because it was well, Alex squad players. But yeah, but it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah. what happens if Charleston gets injured? Mm-hmm. You'd rather have them yeah. than not, wouldn't you? That's for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a shame for uh, Gabriel Jesus, but hopefully he can. Uh, well, he can't recover, can he? Because they've, they've said he's out. So, you know, sucks to be you, I guess. Uh, and Group H, <laughs> I'll tell you who else it sucks to be, Gasky. Luis Suarez. <laughs> Armour. Justice. <laughs> it couldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke, could it? <laughs> that's it. All of us went, that's been. Couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Oh, uh, it, it is. It is. Do you, know what make, do you know what makes it even better? Sorry to interrupt, but no, what makes it even better is you might have not seen it. But there's a picture put on put on social media of him crying, and Patrice ever liked it. Yes, I Makes saw it that. Even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's, it's so funny. He got what he's, and it's it's also that I know that they beat Ghana technically, but you could say that Ghana not conceding a third technically, you know, they took Uruguay yeah. with them, so yeah. they sort of get that revenge from 2010 when Suarez also, did the cheese. Also, in that their behaviour at the end of that game was ridiculous. Oh God, like absolutely pathetic. Babies, aren't they? Like it's like you can't you can't blame not getting uh, a few, like a fifty fifty penalty on you going out of the World Cup. You should have you you well okay the shittiest game at the World Cup was South Korea and Uruguay no shots, and mm. you, you can't blame the bloody referees because yeah. you're crap. Exactly, like you only scored two goals in three yeah. games. Like it's, it's on you guys. You didn't score a goal yeah. in the first two games. Yeah. I don't really know what you're expecting there. Um, mm. So, yeah, so Suarez can sort off. So, is, but isn't that beautiful now? Because it means that say, Suarez plays in Uruguay nowadays. So, on on the so he realistically, as a player, most people aren't going to see him again. Because no. he's well, playing I think in he's Uruguay. clubless now as well. 
Oh right, well they because he had, he had so. a renewed his contract. So yeah. so even more so. So that so that image. I love how I love how the cameras kept going to him crying as well. So that image of Suarez crying with like you know his, his like head yeah. in his shirt. That's the last image we're going to have moment. of Luis Suarez, and he that's all he deserves for being a yeah. cheating, person he is. biting, racist knob. Yeah, so I've got no sympathy for that knobhead. Yeah. Uh, I felt a bit sorry for Darwin Nunez because, uh, you know, Darwin, Darwin seems like a nice well, yeah, he's, chap. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, you say that, but it's like that moment with the penalty spot. He, he, you could tell he's looking at it. His oh, brain's telling him not to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just went, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll rough it up a bit. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, so that, that's Uruguay. Uh, really disappointing that they, that considering, I know I know they're ageing. I know Nunez isn't necessarily that player yet, but they do have Nunez and Cavani and Suarez and none of those three could score one goal. They got they've got some they got some good young players. Like I, but then I was like shocked. Like their defense, like Godin still playing. Yeah, I know. I and know. Jimenez isn't young anymore. And then it, and then your third best is Coates, who was a flop at Liverpool, and then yeah. doesn't really do much now. Yeah, so and, and they've got some good midfielders. You know, Valverde, Bensoncourt. Yeah. That, yeah, that team had enough to qualify, but ultimately yeah, definitely. Uh, they didn't. Garner, it's such a shame for Garner. They they were. They were so I feel like if they scored that another penalty miss, if they score that penalty, I think they probably go through and they probably win that game. Um, but they seem to miss a penalty and then their heads went and then they I just couldn't seem to. The recover. problem is career one. And it would have gone to goal difference. No, because Gar- goals. No, because Garner would have six points if they won that game. Oh yeah, they would. They would have six points, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, but assuming so they could have held out anyway, and they would have took they would have took the lead, wouldn't they, with that penalty as well? So. Yeah, but I have no idea why they gave it to Andre Ayew, to be honest. Who's I mean, now, who's I mean, now playing K- in Kudus Saudi Arabia? Kudus is on there. Who's yeah, and Kudus is there. Who's hitting the target for everything he does? Yeah, give it to you. Give it to you, inform player. Yeah, rather than Ayew, who it's Saudi it. Arabia or Qatar is playing, and yeah. I, I, can't, I can't recall. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it's a shame for Garda. Some interesting uh, players there, yeah. but some really dross ones. Like Marty, for example, he's not a good. He's not no. good at football. It's weird though because he's not a centre back. No, he's not. He plays. He's been playing midfield, and he's been dumped to centre back for Leicester and for Garner, and it's a bit like, well, yeah, and he can't do it clearly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Clear. Also, Garner's goalkeeper is shocking, absolutely oh, yeah, shocking yeah, overall. Yeah, I know he made a couple of good, good saves, but overall he was dross. Yeah, uh, absolute dross. Uh, South Korea qualified, and uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think Son scored a goal. Either they they scored four. I don't think Son scored one. Did he? No, Son Son didn't score one. He was quite. It was a bit. I think he he got to a point when he was a bit like, "I'll do it all," mm. but the goal the goal that got them through was him going, "I'll pass this one." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just do it myself. Go, go do past everyone. Actually, actually, let me let me give it to Hwang. Go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another huge upset there. So, uh, South mm. Korea uh, get, getting through after a terrible game against Uruguay, but then uh, sneaking their way mm. into that top two, uh, and then Portugal, who were who were at the start of the to- tournament, I thought. They might struggle. Um, one of their main players has struggled. We'll get into uh, that. Uh, but ultimately, they have topped the group. That loss against South Korea didn't really mean anything to them. Uh, yeah. It just meant the Uruguay were getting knocked out. So very, very, um, very yeah. generous of Portugal to um, uh, allow that to happen. Uh, but they have actually looked, you know, the, the last game aside, when they, they knew they qualified anyway, they have looked all right, haven't they, Portugal? Uh, yeah, they, they have nothing bad, just they've looked okay. Mm-hmm. Not a bad team, but nothing like you're going to push on and try and win the win the uh, title. Yeah, yeah, just 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 a bit, a few dodgy players in there. I sort of play very well. I Bruno's played very well. Um, he's been brilliant. Ronaldo, Ronaldo is just past it. People need to show up. He's past it. Right? He's he doesn't do anything. 
it doesn't help the team. And I'll go by him not playing. Portugal will be a better team and, overall. And can we also just touch on the shameless, the absolutely shameless um, celebration that he did when he scored that ghost goal and then the whole thing of trying to get the um, the Portuguese FA to beg like, to FIFA to give him the goal. Like, what is that it's all just, about? It's, just, it's like, grow up, you know, like, grow up. It, well, like, like I said to you, what would I, what would he have done if Bruno scored a hat-trick? Are you still going to take his hat-trick off him? And he very nearly did because he hit the post, For one goal. He? Yeah, yeah. For his goal. <laughs> oh, just, I don't get him. Petulant child is what he is. Yeah. And he actually went crying to Piers Morgan as well. Yeah. <laughs> he literally did. That meme is actually people, real. People made a meme. People made a meme to joke about it, but it actually happened. Yeah, it's genuinely, oh, it's, it's terrible. It. Um, yeah, I think that it's very, I mean, we've seen it at United. We talked about his interview. Uh, it's very obvious that he's not a team player. And he's all about yeah. him. We've known it for a while, to be honest, but yeah. this this just makes it even more I evident. Mean, I feel like good players will always have that bit of um, arrogance about themselves, but you've always still got to play for the team. Yeah. You know, like Ibrahimovic is very arrogant about himself, but he's not like, he's all about all about me, not about my team. He still has a bit of team mentality in him. But, but Ronaldo is clearly all about him. Yeah. Just, what? Yeah. yeah, he's a swine. <laughs> Is a is a CR thirty uh, seven, and that is uh, that is the group. So what what I want us to do now uh, is uh, take a look at uh, what we had in respect of our uh, pre World Cup uh, predictions. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. So there are some we can't talk about. Oh, and I guess we can we can talk about if we're still on track or not. So. We had the winner, the surprise team, surprisingly poor team, top scorer, player of the tournament, flop of the tournament, and young player of the tournament. So our winners, we both said England. We're still confident oh, on yes. that, yeah? It's still coming home. Love that. Um, now, we both got our dark horse slash surprise team incredibly we wrong. We bottled it. Yeah. We bottled it. <laughs> we've, we've already talked about that at length. Gasky said Canada. I said Serbia. Um but we may yet have got the next one correct. And Gasky certainly smashed this one. Surprisingly poor team, Gasky. Who did you predict to be poor? I predicted Belgium for that. And I'll take that one. Absolutely correct. Finishing third. So many of their players are un underperforming. Because even though they're old, there's still some decent quality there. Certainly yeah. enough to qualify yeah. uh, from that group. Yeah, I ha Now, I had Portugal. Now, that hasn't transpired yet. But I don't see them getting past the quarterfinals. So would you say though, if they got to the quarter and got knocked out, that's them being poor, surprisingly. Because I think that's on par to where they could get personally. I don't know. Because they would because they who did they play? They play Spain, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, that's... so I think I think that's that's where the line is drawn in my opinion. So I feel that's just like they've just done what I me personally I would expect. Yeah, maybe I think I think I I think I'd maybe push it to semi-final just because I think in terms of individual players, yeah, they do have one of the best teams yeah. in the competition. It's maybe a fifty-fifty against Spain. Yeah, so uh, may, maybe that surprisingly supporting uh, for me, it, it wasn't a wasn't the best call in the end. Uh, neither was my top scorer. It could it could happen, but I said Neymar. Um, he's been injured since the first game, <laughs> so obviously hasn't been able to score. But Gasly, you're, on par. you're currently Mine's on track, par. aren't you? Because you yeah, said... Mbappe I had. Mbappe, he's yeah. on top. He's joined top. <laughs> yeah, with one so... Marcus Rashford. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, who else? And, and another one that is potentially on track is the flop 
of the tournament gas and to be fair i think this one we've both got correct i think because you yeah, said I, I said nunez who has basically done i'm not gonna be one of these that goes no goals and assists he's been a flop he's just not done anything I, you know, I, I was expecting him to bag some goals. Uruguay get through. You have a really good group stage, and everyone's like, "Oh, look, this is what Nunes can do." But he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, uh, not the best from him. And I said yeah. uh, that uh, Ronaldo would be the flop of the tournament. And I know he scored a goal. I know he scored that quote ghost goal, which f- fortunately wasn't credited to him. But he's been really bad, hasn't no, he? His no, performance yeah, he has, has been dropped. Anything. Yeah. Even some, even some of the shots he's had, it's just like he's literally like watching United again because that's what he did. United picks the ball, does it all himself, and then does something horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's, mm. he 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 is finished. I think it's sad. Yeah. No, it is. But... It is. It is sad. But he's 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 tainting himself now. He's, he's putting not, himself in a bad light. He's not handling he's, it well. You just is need he? to. Yeah. No. Not at all. Yeah, and I know I know that I don't really pay that much attention to player ratings, but I just saw this as a funny thing. It was it was shared on Twitter. It was like um. Here are like the players. I, I saw this. Was it the worst 11? Yeah, yeah the worst one, 11 in respect of player ratings. And Ronaldo's up there with yeah, like a 6.3 yeah. or something average. Uh, we got all the games. Qatari players yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think I think we've got our flops. You know, uh, they're all right. Uh, mm-hmm. And the player of the tournament, I said Messi, which yeah. could still happen. I think I'm still on track for that. Yeah, because um, for, yeah, for me, I, had to, I just went, I'm going to go for an English player because if they win it, I just feel like it's going to be someone from England. So I just did. I just did Saka for there, both you, young and player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which again, isn't. I mean, could happen. It could happen. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've got him as my young player, yeah, and, and I guess that's the issue with England. We've got so many good wingers. Yeah. Does he even play against? Does he even start against Senegal? Does he stick with Foden, Rashford? Does he do Rashford, Sterling? Does he do Grealish, Foden, whatever? A good problem to have. Uh, definitely, but yes. Yeah, so uh, some of those predictions, mainly the dark horse ones, uh, were Dross. terrible. <laughs> but some of them, in fairness, are still we can still achieve those. Yeah. Like you know, the, yeah. the winner, the uh, the uh, me, the poor team, maybe uh, top scorer, and uh, and we at least we at least got at least we're sort of uh, spot on uh, with the flops. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Uh, and now, speaking of predictions, before we go on to Nobgas, I do just want us to have a very quick chat about the round of 16 and what we think is going to happen here. So we, we can cheat with one of them because Netherlands are currently beating USA 2-0, but we both yeah, thought... Ooh, it's 2-1 now. Oh, is it? Oh. We're not... playing at the moment. They have, USA have scored. Okay. Just just now, actually. So 15 minutes remain. Right. Potentially, when you tune in, USA could be in or it could be Netherlands. <laughs> so I'm going to say the Netherlands still win that yeah, one. I still think they win yeah. that one. And I, and I would have said that before they, they were leading yeah, anyway. I would have as well. Uh, Argentina, Australia. It's Argentina, Argentina isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The two, Australia had the fun. Japan, Croatia. Can you see another upset, or Croatia can have too much uh, quality? Yeah, I think Croatia are too good on the ball. Japan will see none of it in that game, and I just think the two like that. I can't even pronounce his name. The guy, that young centre back. It'll just have him on toast. Mm-hmm. Vadiol is his name. I can't remember his name is. Um, yeah, so I just don't think they'll have enough, and that's Japan's end of the road as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be Croatia, uh, Brazil, South Korea. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this this is the thing I was talking about with the you know, the lack of intrigue in these round of sixteen. I mean, it's hard to make it interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. the games are just a bit. We've had all the fun in the groups, though. Yeah. Uh, again, France, Poland. It's going to be France. Like, yeah, quite comfortably. Pull, 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 I so. think that will be a battering. I think that'll be like a 3 yeah. 0 or 4 0 or something, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, England, Senegal, come on. England, 4-1. Yes, get it. Uh, <laughs> it'll be the rubbish version of Koulibaly oh, and Mendy. Uh, sorry to interrupt, it's 3-1 for the Netherlands. So oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That, that was shortlist for the US. Mm, uh, Morocco, Spain could be one where there is an upset. Another one, I think. Yeah, Morocco. I I would say what's interesting in looking at these games though is he's trying to in my head think of who is the dark horse, and I feel like there's a few. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last sixteen, but I think Morocco potentially can take it to Spain. Definitely, because they, they looked they looked very comfortable, even against France. Not France, Belgium. Definitely. Belgium. They looked very comfortable against Belgium in terms of just they didn't let them have any of the ball, and they were very. Collect calm and collected. So I feel mm-hmm. like they could be like with Spain. They might not see a lot of the ball, but I feel like they're very, very robust, structured. 100%. And then mm. finally, Portugal, Switzerland. I think Portugal uh, yeah, takes that Portugal one. For me. That. I, yeah. think, I think it'll be close. Though. I think that. I think Tuesday, they're both games on Tuesday, could be both close games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 100%. And even though for me, the round 16 may be a little bit boring, I think that will, if all those results go that way, that will produce some very tasty quarterfinal games because that will create. Netherlands, Argentina, uh, Croatia, Brazil. That's it again. Interesting. Mm, France, yeah. England, and Spain, Portugal. So towards the business end of the tournament, that is where we're getting. This goes into... down to my. This goes down to um, my question, doesn't it? You have to kind of scan over the last sixteen until you get to the interesting quarterfinals because of all the fun we've had in the group stage. Yeah. So definitely, definitely. Uh, but those yeah. are our predictions. Uh, and um, I'm sure we'll do another podcast after the conclusion of the round of 16 gas gear. Yeah, sounds good to me. Lovely stuff. And the final section of this uh, podcast is knob gas. People never finally decided who has won the football. Which is where we get questions from the knoblets, the supporters on Patreon. If you would like to support the channel and get involved, the link is in every single video description. Uh, now, Jax asks a question here. I've sort of expanded it into a wider question. So Jack specifically has asked why is Julian Alvarez, Alvarez been so bloody good for Argentina? And he has. And that surprised yes. me. I didn't think he'd feature at all. Um, no. Martin, by, by the way, j- just quickly, uh, Lissandro Martinez, uh, is he the, he, he's the one that plays for Inter oh, Milan. Lato- yes. uh, Lautaro Martinez. Lautaro Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. He's been poor, I think, um, every it, time I've seen he, him. He was the one you'd expect. He's the one you'd expect to start for Argentina, which he was. But he just offered nothing. Yeah. So they changed it, which is what you do in the World Cup. Yeah, and, and Alvarez scored Alvarez a very good goal. Brilliant. He's mm. brilliant goal. Even when he jo- when he joined, I thought he's one for the- he's like with Jesus joins here. One for the future. He's just, he's back up for Parland, obviously. He knew that when he was coming, probably. And he's proven he's 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 worth it. Yeah. He's worth every penny. Uh, and uh, I've sort of expanded that question out a little bit to uh, just generally speaking, so for example, it's Alvarez for Jack, maybe. Who's been like surprisingly good so far? Um, um, is, is the answer Alvarez for you, or or is there another it's player? It's off, the it's off the top of my head because I have to think. Um, Gabby, Gabby was very good because he was, you know, and everyone knew he was quite a good player. But his age, doing what he's doing, yeah. is Gakpo maybe scary. Yeah, Gakpo has been very good. Someone you know for that Netherlands team, someone's got a stand up and put the ball in the net and he's doing it very well mm-hmm. uh yeah 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 but um, i think Al- in terms of alvarez what well, not want to start but he's he's starting and he's took the place off martinez so it's hard to disagree really yeah 100 100 uh it's, it's good from a city perspective as well obviously yeah. uh mm-hmm. lucas asks how many goals do you think rashford will score by the end of the world cup currently level 
in terms of the golden mm. boot on three, uh, unless uh, Gakpo scored in the Netherlands game, has he? Uh, Do we know? I don't know. He hasn't. It was Dubfries that got the third one. Ah, who got the first two? Yeah. Uh, Blind and Depay. Oh, okay. Who hasn't? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. how how many goals were Rashford scored by the end? Do you think? See, that's a tough one because of the way England rotate. Exactly. So if he plays, there's no reason why he can't win the golden boot at mm. all. Because the way England are playing with Kane doing his deep drop and then the wingers doing the goal scoring, he can score as many as he wants. He's playing very well. He's playing with a smile on his face. Good to see. There's no reason why he can't win the golden boot at all. So, But it depends if he plays. I want a specific number from you. I'm going to say... Do I be a United fan or do I be <laughs> normal? No, I'm going to say six. Okay, that's close. He's going to double his tally. That's close to what tally. I was going to say. I'm going to say five. I think that I think the Southgate isn't going to start him that much, but he will bring him, bring oh, him yeah. on as a sub. I can see him you know, coming on in like the quarterfinal or a semifinal and, score, and scoring a couple of goals there, yeah. even the final and scoring a goal yeah. there. So I'm going to say five. But they'll be important goals. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Uh, and then the last question from DR. Uh, would you rather go to Qatar to watch England in a World Cup final, or would you rather go to Hawaii to see your club in a Champions League final? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, first of all, why is the Champions League final in Hawaii? <laughs> oh, everywhere. Fair enough. I, I imagine um, just because it's a nice place to be, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say Champions League final because I wouldn't want to go to Qatar, to be honest. Yeah, as, as a, more to, obviously with the way the country is, and also being ginger in the heat won't be good for me. <laughs> I know, I know it's Hawaii still, but also you know it's United. It's guess what's United in the Champions League final in Hawaii, nice place. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say Champions League final. Yeah, I don't want to go to Qatar generally, and I certainly don't want to go after I made my video on Qatar slander. Imagine, we're not letting you in. <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to go there because I, you know, I might get a, might get a scooped up, and you'll never From see me again. From your point of view, would you, no matter what country, any country in the world, England in a World Cup final, or City in a Champions League oh, final? England, though, yeah. It, yeah it, England. If, if the country well, wasn't a factor, I would, if you put, if you put, I could either go and watch. United or England, one in World Cup final, one in Champions League final. I'd, I'd pick England every day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely for me. Because we, we, we've talked about it before, but we obviously yeah. like our clubs, but we do prefer nation. No, it's just, yeah, it's just it's just bigger, in it? It's, a, it's the biggest. It's what everyone wants to win. So It's a different vibe. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for your questions uh, on Nobgas. Really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Our, our roundup of the, uh, of the group stage of the World Cup. Uh, again, let us know uh, if you've uh, been enjoying uh, the World Cup. Do you care about the entertainment versus quality factor? And we will uh, be back for uh, a, a the first knockout round um, roundup uh, again. And again, we'll revisit our predictions, see how uh, we did. But I think every single yeah. one of these, we've gone with the favourites, haven't we? So, uh, unless... Yeah, yeah, apart from the Morocco-Spain one, the one that we're 50-50 on. Yeah, but to be fair, so... if, you, if you have to push me, I'll still say Spain. Yeah, to win that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but I've been Nobbins. Goodbye. He's been Gasky. Bye. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.